0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Haddle on Unplugged. I'm your host with the most, as always, back for season four, and I told you, I'm bringing the goodies for this season, and we just did that, we got Kayla O'Dowd here, the dude's a fucking legend, and if you don't know who he is, uh, let me give you a quick rundown. Gary Halbert, pretty much, that was, this is his last student that he taught before, unfortunately, Gary passed away, I think a decade ago now, um... Yeah, Caleb is pretty much, that's one of the things, but the thing is the guy's like a legit badass. I mean, at one point he was, set, what was it, um, $2 per mailing that you were actually getting when you started selling, or when you were mailing out supplement uh, sales letters offline. Was that a thing that you did?
1: Uh, I mean, gosh, I, we, we did an awful lot of, we still do an awful lot of direct mail, so. Yeah, uh, do. I mean, yeah, yeah, we do an awful lot. We do a lot across a, a variety of different channels. So yeah, direct mail is one of them for sure.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, the, you, the the list of accomplishments you've had man, is just staggering, like actually staggering. It's inspiring because um, if I remember correctly, you were like 21 when you actually were mentored by Gary or was that? Because you and yeah. your brother both mentored by Gary when you were like 21, he was 23 or something
1: uh yeah I, well john is, is is older than me so uh john is like i think 14 years older than me so wow. i was i was 21 uh when i first met gary yeah
0: wow holy crap that's crazy but real quick before we get started with all the fun questions and really getting to dive into this good quick shout out to our sponsors for the show by the way guys please subscribe uh review and uh share this podcast um and rate it as well because you know that always brings in Huge amounts of help with us at Apple and all the other areas that you're listening to. But today we're sponsored by Adelamarty.com, my main site, go check it out. All the podcasts are there. And also sponsored by theabrasiveentrepreneur.com, which is one of our sponsors for understanding Facebook advertising and traffic. And finally, and most importantly, we're sponsored by Caleb's Facebook group, which is multi-channel Marketing. So if you go on Facebook, check out Um, MultichannelMarketing.com. You're basically going to be inside like the minds of i think it's like two thousand plus people at this moment
1: yeah it's it's coming up to it's over two and a half thousand right
0: now yeah and nearly just over two and a half thousand very sharp like sharp as a thumbtack marketers and masses in their craft um it's a great place to network it's like an ultimate mastermind that you could always wish for so much stuff gets shared around it's incredible so with me shutting up right now let me have caleb here dude Thank you so much for doing this.
1: Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to come and talk with you today and and and, uh, and, and speak to your part. Thank you.
0: Oh man, it's amazing. So m- the first question I'm gonna ask, and it's only for a short period because it's it's been a curiosity ever since I saw you. I think it was uh, was it the fusion seminar that Gary did with Ben Zavenga that you were uh, first introduced uh, in, or was it
1: another yeah, one? I- he didn't do it with Pensavenga, but I I, I believe uh, the fusion seminar was um, oh Mark Joyner. Was, was I think it was Mark Joiner uh, so long ago now, but yeah it was it was uh, I believe it was Mark Joyner, yeah
0: yeah the the reason I remember that is because that's the first time I actually came across you, you know in this like early days of my career as a copywriter that um, my one of my original mentors actually gave me the videos for that and said hey watch this. So I was watching it, I saw you, and he said, remember this kid's name, remember this guy, because he's a little older, he's like, remember Caleb's name and try and find out about him over the years. And, you know, I wrote it down, and didn't really do it for, uh, didn't follow you for a while. Um, As I started writing professionally when I was 18. So he huh. was like, follow the younger copywriters, find out what they what they do and follow their group, because you can't work with Gary because Gary's passed away. Here's someone that worked with Gary that's a few years older than you learn, don't be a dumbass, understand everything that's that. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So my first question really is, um, in terms of the Gary, what was probably one of the biggest takeaways that you, you got from working and being like a protégé of his?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I lived, literally lived with him and, and worked with him, uh, for three years. So, I mean, it was shoulder to shoulder uh, for three years, there was no kind of you know there was no uh, <laughs> there was no there was no Miller time. There was no uh, friends. There was no socializing. There was no girlfriends. It was it was literally twenty four seven Halbert for like three years. And you know during that time, I, it's hard to kind of uh, distill it all down and try and find out what the you know the the the, the number one takeaway is. It would depend on the Wait. day of the week that you catch me in, but uh, certainly you know a few things stand out i i uh i got a lot of of kind of beliefs and and perspectives and stuff like that from gary i essentially came to him as a as a blank slate a blank canvas and uh he he taught me how to think he taught me how to look at things um he taught me how to approach uh building businesses starting businesses making campaigns profitable turning losers into winners and a lot of that stuff is, is just mindset and and, and and kind of conceptual thinking, and certainly that kind of thing um, is was a was a slow process. You know, it's 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 a it's a kind of a brainwashing uh a process that, that that kind of teaches you how to think and view things in a completely different manner and certainly i would say that that is one of the biggest things that i that i got from him was was essentially just how to think about starting businesses how to think about making you know campaigns profitable how to approach the process from a to z how to how to perceive things in a manner that can ultimately turn something that isn't making money into something that is making money so certainly that is that's, that's one of the big things that I, that I learned from him for sure.
0: Okay. So, you know, I'm going to ask you, like, if you could delve into that mindset for a moment and actually share what that mindset is, because it's so incredible. Um, how much mindset plays a factor in our or failures and how we view things.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's not, it's not necessarily one mindset. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's a kind of an entire philosophy on things. It's an entire kind of approach on things like a lot of, a lot of, like, I would have went through a lot of sit down conversations with him, obviously. Um, but an awful lot, a tremendous amount of information that I would have learned from him would have just you know, I would have absorbed just via seeing him do things, seeing him, you know uh, approach things himself. I mean, you know there's there's a few key things I probably could talk about quickly because I mean, massive massive topic, but his whole approach, you know, Gary was the type of person that was always like, he didn't have one client or two clients. He didn't even know how many clients he had. He used to constantly find checks around the house. Wow. <laughs> you know, he, he was like, we, he would it was just an ongoing joke. We would like constantly find checks around the place from, from clients that, you know, would just send him money and just tell them, you know, tell him just, you know, like create something for me. Um, so he, he had like a lot of at any one time and I guess he kind of developed uh, an entire approach uh, to starting launching campaigns that was kind of a fast-track strategy for doing it and and his approach really like obviously it's you know it's hard to kind of boil it down and and put it in a nutshell but um, you know certainly it involves identifying uh, who's very, very successful, reverse engineering what it is they're doing, finding the weaknesses in what, and then re-engineer something uh, based on what it is that they're doing, but do it better. And and that's kind of it, as best as I can put it into a nutshell, but it's, it's yeah. identifying who's doing, who's succeeding, who's kicking ass and taking names, Reverse engineering what it is that they're doing, finding the weaknesses, the flaws, the the areas in which, you know, they are not operating as as effectively, as efficiently as they possibly can, and then building something that is completely unique, completely different, but that follows essentially the same skeleton structure of what it is that they're doing, but you know, adding in all of the Halbert savvy strategy, skills, tactics and techniques that he knows that he knew for literally beating the pants off the competition. And in that way he was essentially able to kind of consistently and, and, and continuously crank out and launch very, very profitable businesses in in a in a, in, in in what I would call record breaking time.
0: Wow. Yeah, no, Gary was a master of that and that's incredible. I mean, just just to give you guys the an idea of the magnitude here, um, like it, it's essentially finding a winning ad or finding what someone's doing and succeeding despite themselves or succeeding because they've actually done some stuff, but you know you can do better. So you reinver- reverse engineer what they're doing, add your own flavor to it, and actually see it go further, give or take. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's and it. and it's, it's not like, you know, a, a lot of people can hear that and think that it's it's kind of uh, like like you're knocking off a business or you're knocking off an ad or you're kind of plagiarizing things. It's nothing of the sort. No. You know, Albert could essentially, you know, if if he saw an ad that was working, he could create another ad that would be based on the strategy, the formula, the tactic, the, 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 the whole strategy and formula for success. But he would create... A new ad that would have, like, if you were to put the two of them together, one would look radically different to the other in every single way. The two could not be compared to one another, but it's not like he would, he would take the underlying formula, the underlying strategy, the, the, the key conceptual reasons why that is successful. And then he would, he would take those, replicate them, but make them more powerful, make them, you know, bigger, better, faster, stronger, more Uh, attractive more seductive more exciting and and he would just routinely (laughs) like mop the floor with with whoever he was competing against and for him he was constantly looking for the strongest competitors he was constantly looking for the most competitive markets um he was constantly looking for like the, the 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 top creme de la creme guys um and those were the people that he would he would you know target and and work against where you know a lot of other people these days they try and pick off the old the the young and the weak so to speak when it comes to like copy but halbert had a completely different strategy on it and was able to consistently just as i said sweep the floor with even the top guys that were out there
0: yeah wow i'm actually writing these notes down by the way as well because there's always just stuff that you want to go check out afterwards so i guess my question here i'm going to shift the focus for a second and it's kind of jumping more into the idea of what you're doing right now because multi-channel marketing is your Facebook group, and essentially you've built this into a very strong tribe. And I don't mean this, in, I don't want this to come off as an insult because it's really not meant as one. But you have literally stayed under the radar of essentially quote-unquote famous copywriters that people are exposed to uh, in the online world but still you are known amongst the elite. My question is, how did you manage to do that?
1: Um, well, for the longest time, John and I just stayed under the radar uh, just simply because we were too busy doing stuff. So, you know, like being, being uh, a teacher, being a guru, you know, that's a business. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, for the longest time, that was just a business that we had no interest in. So, um, but I, I, I think, you know, we spent 13 years honing our, our skills and, and, and succeeding and failing and succeeding and, and, and just, you know, through trial and error became pretty darn good at what it is that we do. And, uh, along the way, you know, our, our company would have, would have grown and expanded and, and, uh, you know, we've kind of adopted a philosophy in, in business where, you know, if we are going to work with people, we're only going to work with the people that are the creme de la creme, the best of the best. Um, I've learned that, you know, it's better to to it's it's cheaper to hire the very best person, even though that person is far more expensive than everyone else. But in the long run it's cheaper than hiring someone who is who is not the best. But As a result of adopting that philosophy we ended up coming in contact with pretty much you know a lot of of very very uh you know experienced savvy very very kind of top industry leading people and i guess that's kind of how we were stayed under the radar but yet became known uh in the industry by a lot of top people you can't see this right now but i've got the biggest grin on my face (laughs)
0: because this is a massive takeaway for everyone that's listening to this that's doing the I'm trying to get famous in said market don't try to be famous try to be rich (laughs) is the plain and simple of that Um, and something I really want if it's okay I'd like to share exactly why so I know I've got you as a guest on my show but I always want to ask because it's one of those things so like for me it's um, essentially I'm pretty much a quote-unquote unknown copywriter. I love it. Um, Even though I've been doing this since, like, you know, I was 18, I'm 28, I've been writing copies since I was 12, and the last 10 years my clients have made $400 million from my work alone. I'm like, great. But you go online and say, type in top 10 copywriters in the last 10 years under the age of 30, my name rarely comes up. And the reason I say that is because while a lot of people are building this business and trying to be famous and then ultimately make Money off that fame, I went the other way around. I'm just making money. That, that's my goal. Get as rich as possible because it lets me do other things. Fame is quite nice. It brings an audience. It brings a tribe. Everything works. And the reason I'm smiling so much is because Caleb's literally just telling you, the, my people that are listening to this right now, focus on freaking making money because when you do, things come to you and don't half-ass it on paying people because... When you do, you got to pay two more people and then you have to pay the expensive person in the end anyway, and their rates would have gone up at this point, and you would have made a lot of mistakes and wasted a lot of time and effort. And I think something you said recently was that the average person gets six mil- uh, multi-million dollar ideas a day, but the majority you... of them are just completely scared to actually act on them, right?
1: Yeah, six a year, I believe. was. Oh, was... six a year. Was the uh, was was the uh, the quote that I had heard? Yeah. So sixty year, but very, but but they don't take action. On it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's crazy. So speaking of taking action, something I'm gonna ask because you have an upcoming training um, when we're recording this in December. By the time this is out, hopefully it's released and people can go buy it. But you have a training on how to basically um, do online marketing correctly, and if I remember correctly, you had a market domination course as well.
1: Uh, yeah, well, we're, we, we've we've had several trainings that you know we, we we provided previously, but we're we're moving in a in a different direction these days now. So I, I have a training coming up, uh, literally on on how to uh, build a tribe. I've got another training coming up uh, on um, you know how to do webinars. We've got a very very unique. It's not necessarily webinars is kind of a front end for what we have done, but it's it's uh, we made about. I think it was about seven million just from one webinar, uh, you know, this year, and it was a lead into a, a funnel that's very kind of unique and different to kind of whatever a lot of other people are doing. So we're going to create a training on that. We've got another training coming out. Uh, we, we've got quite a few trainings coming out. Yeah, you know, in in twenty eighteen for sure. So. Do trainings on a on, on a few different and very interesting topics for for people who are maybe new to marketing as well as people that are very very uh, skilled and, and are looking to kind of take their their sales to the next level. So we've got we've got good things coming.
0: Well, that's amazing. So real quickly, like how would someone actually get on your list for this kind of stuff?
1: Uh, well, right now for sure, you know, we're, we're, we're growing our Facebook group, as you mentioned, it's multi-channel marketing. So, uh, anybody in the Facebook group is going to be hearing about a lot of this stuff. Um, so I would say the best way to get on, uh, my list, (laughs) the best way to join my tribe right now would be to, to, uh, join the Facebook group there. It's, it's free so everyone can join. So that would be the best way to do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely do. It looks like I'm going to have to be, like, taking out... Uh, I'm going to have to, like, make a lot of money and, like, take out my credit card a lot in the next year to give you a lot of that's money tough. for me, which is going to be fun. Oh, um, we'll always learn from the best, right? Now, so something I really kind of want to dive into is how do you keep your mindset fresh? I mean, personally, yourself, because I know there is... When you're working, you do hit blocks. But how do you overcome that, you personally?
1: Um... I, you know, I, I, I think, I mean, honestly, the answer is I have a great team. Um, I have my brother John, who is, you know, pretty much the captain of the ship, and is a, a wise and, <laughs> a wise soul when it comes to business mindset mentality. Um, you know, he's he's older than me. He's he's been my mentor and guide. You know, since day one, and he has literally, you know, he had a career with Dell Computers where he uh, project-managed um, the development and uh, production and, and, and scaling uh, and selling of, I think it was 12 or 13 of Dell's notebook, laptop, uh, computers. So he would have literally been in, you know, the, I mean, the sale of those things went on to generate very, you know, billions and billions of dollars mm-hmm. He would have been in charge of very large teams that were, you know, tasked to deliver projects of that magnitude. So he got a tremendous amount of experience that has brought, you know, uh, uh, just a tremendous amount of experience to the team. So he's he's uh, very much into that kind of thing, and 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 certainly has has mentored me and 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 trained me along the way. Got another guy on our our team as well. His name is Sam Markowitz. He's also a uh, a Halbert protege and Sam is just, you know, a, an absolute genius when it comes to marketing and advertising and positioning and conceptual thinking. And we got a lot of other people on the team. Plus, as I said, we try and surround ourselves as much as possible with just the smart, savviest guys that are out there. So I think that it, it, it really does boil down to just being around people who are very, very savvy for people who understand this stuff and just out. It says if you're if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So I'd like to think that we kind of adopt that philosophy. We surround ourselves with people that are very very intelligent, very savvy, and uh, very successful at what they do.
0: Yeah, that's a smart way of actually doing it. Is making sure that you're always uh, around the people that keep your game well, keep increasing and uh, adding to your game, rather than you kind of being the star player. Correct
1: yeah exactly exactly so when you are surrounding yourself with people that are that are just you know the titans of their industry the savviest guys on the block uh you'll you'll be forced to just learn and 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 stay sharp all the time so i think that that is really a big secret in terms of what it is that we do that's amazing so i really love that
0: now Something that I do know, because one of Halbert's earliest and most famous proteges is, of course, John Carlton. And he's an excellent teacher for what he does. The question I really had for you with with regards to this was um, something that Carlton always talks about when you're writing copy is the use of naps. Like, taking, like, little power naps in between and stuff like that. And my my curiosity was, like, do you ever do that? Or do you just, like, have, like, I'll work for some time of the day, I'll take the other time of the day off to, like, chill out and hang out, and then I'll go back to work later (laughs) on.
1: Uh, yeah, John is is a genius there. So I um I don't I don't uh, I don't operate like that, no. <laughs> and and you know my schedule is is uh, is just vastly different. You know I, I I travel a lot. I'm on different time zones a lot. Um, I used to be the type of person who uh, would you know work late into the night. Um, and now these days, you know, I'm, I'm kind of more of a morning person. So I find that like one of the smartest things that I have learned over the years, actually I learned it from Halbert, but I didn't apply it until maybe the last five years or so. And that is, um, the one thing to do list, (laughs) Halbert had this. This kind, this idea, this true, you know, that like you can, you can start your day and, you know, with, with the best of intentions, you can have like a to-do list of 10, 15 things. Most of the time you never get through them all because life gets in the way. And mm-hmm. most of the time with to-do lists anyway, none of those things really matter a damn. Um, you're just kind of doing stuff instead of getting things done that really matter. So his thing was, you know, the only thing you're guaranteed to do each and every day is the first thing you do when you get out of bed. So you better make that thing the most maximum impact uh, activity that you can do that really, you know, adds to your bottom line, that really generates more customer sales and profits for your company or, or else that one thing that, that really brings you one step closer to the attainment of your goal every single day. So for me, um, I'll just roll out of bed, grab a cup of coffee, uh, at least for the longest time, because my my role has changed now, and I'm writing a lot less copy than I used to. Um, but but when I was writing copy very consistently, I would just get out of bed first thing in the morning, have a cup of coffee, sit down, and just go at it. And uh, I would write until you know the spirit leaves me. <laughs> you know, I get a <laughs> I get a gust of of wind, and I just go at it, and I let it rip, and 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 then when I when I kind of bleed out I just move on to the next thing I move on to the rest of my day wow
0: okay so that's really important so the first thing that you do is put all your energy into the one big task that you have it's incredible yeah
1: exactly because you know most people are very kind of reactive to their day you know like a lot of shit is going on and you're just you might get a lot of things done by the end of the day but you haven't really gotten anything done that, that really matters um,
0: that sounds a so, lot like me
1: yeah, well, it's a lot like everybody. So, I mean, you know, if, if you're not moving, if, if every single day you're not moving one step closer to the attainment of your goal, um, you're, you're just kind of a hamster on a wheel. You're, you're moving, but you're not going anywhere. And I think that's a big trap. Um, and you can stay there for a long time. You can be very, very surprised at how long you can stay in that, that place of being a hamster on a wheel doing a lot of moving, exerting an awful lot of energy and not really getting anything done that's worth a damn. So, you know, this, this idea of each and every day, I just do one thing, you know, and the overachievers listening here can do three, four and five, but even if you just do one, one maximum impact thing that takes you one step closer towards the attainment of your goal, you'll be so surprised at how much you can achieve uh, and how quickly you can achieve it if you just adopt that philosophy of doing that one thing that really, really matters each and every day.
0: It's incredible. Yeah, that that's incredible. Now, seriously, you got to stop doing this, to do me, man? Every time I sit down, like, every time you answer some of these questions, I'm, like, trying to keep up ferociously, like, taking notes for stuff, and I'm like, okay, hands kind of – because the thing – I get the big point, but I like to have, like, little notes so I remember them and take action on them. Otherwise, they're just notes, and of course, you don't do it. Now, hey, we're all guilty of it. Pretty much, we've all done that. Now, you've listed, like, three of the most influential books that you've that you've read. Uh, Breakthrough Advertising by Eugene Schwartz, which is a classic, and everyone that is in business should read that, in my opinion. Positioning, positioning um, The Battle for Your Mind, and The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing, both books by Al Ries and Jack Trout. Now, my I've read... those books but the one I haven't really read all that often is Positioning. Why that one? Like I'm really surprised that book's in there. Why that one particularly for you?
1: Yeah I think Positioning is everything you know. I I, uh, The minute I came across that book and I also learned an awful lot about positioning um, from uh, you know Sam Markowitz who I mentioned earlier. um, Positioning is everything you know. You have a person um, that you want to meet, well, you know, you could walk up to that person, and you could, you, could, you could present yourself as a terrible human being who robs old people and, you know, and does drugs, or you can present yourself as a very honest ethical person who, you know, like, is involved in charitable efforts and you're feeding, you know, the hungry people in Africa and you just present yourself as a very pleasant person. Well, how you present, how, how you present yourself, position yourself, determines your outcome from every relationship as an example so you know you teach people how to treat you you're in control of that so if you have people that are in your life that are not treating you the way that you want to be treated, you have a positioning problem um, if you have you know if you're a business in a competitive market and you're not kicking ass and taking games you have a positioning problem you know you haven't positioned yourself as a dominant player you haven't positioned yourself as somebody who your marketplace should do business over the other competitors in your marketplace so positioning is is something that is important for business it's important for you know uh, your personal relations it's important for your your you know your love life. It's important for your your social group. It's important even in your family. It's everything, and, and in business, it's it's critical. If you're not, if you don't know how to position yourself in comparison to the competition in a manner that just makes people uh, want to do business with you, then you know you're you're screwed. Um, it, positioning is just is just everything. It's everything. It's 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 such a massive critical topic and more specifically in business you need to realize that you know these days people you know compare you know they 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 have comparisons they shop for comparisons mm-hmm. you know like you're not the only person with the widget here there's like thousands of other people with a widget and they are like comparing your widget to everyone else's widget so you can't be a me too. You can't like, if there isn't a strong reason why, if there's 10 products on the table, your your product needs to stand out from all of the rest as the one and only solution for your prospect to do business with that's positioning. And if you don't know how to do that, if you don't know how to position your product, <clears throat> your service, your company, yourself, your sales message, um, yeah, you're going nowhere fast. So positioning is critical.
0: Awesome. And you'd recommend that would be one of the best books to actually pick up and read on the on positioning.
1: I I think that that's one of the best books out there to introduce you to the the fundamental core concept of positioning. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's that's going to give you the necessary insights and understanding needed for you to you know engage in 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 positioning but i mean there's there's a lot more to it than just that book that book is not a complete a to z of it well, what
0: would but you say would be the other ones like the other books as well like if you were to compile like a list of say three or five maybe that you've read or less on, i mean just as many as you want
1: on positioning yes i haven't read too many more books on positioning um i mean i i I would have gone out and pulled like information from other resources. Like, as I said, that book would have opened my eyes to knowledge that I was able to, you know, like that it opened my eyes to, to, uh, it, it gave me the ability to see and understand positioning in my marketplace. And through those that, that those glasses, you know i was able to self-educate myself from that point forward i was able to see how other companies are doing it i was able to look at master advertisers and see how they employed positioning um you know again i was surrounded by an awful lot of very very smart and intelligent people that i was able to engage in conversations about that and through all of that stuff combined i would have you know i would have self-educated myself on that topic from that point forward
0: it's incredible. So yeah, that would be powerful. Sorry. Again, it's one of those things where this is an education more for me than for anyone else. But kind of speaking on the idea of positioning, if you, it, well, there is always a chance that if you've completely, you know, screwed the pooch on your positioning to, to begin with, you can always change it down the line. Because again, we do live in a comparative market and everything changes almost, uh, changes almost immediate in what we do or in about 30 days from what i've seen what advice would you actually give to someone that is struggling on the whole setting rules and conditions and training the customers to treat them the way they want to be treated
1: um well I, 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 as as it relates to what you're saying that like someone is is you know having bad interactions with their customers or their customers are not buying from them or, or what?
0: Let's put it in a way that because a lot of people listening to this are either online, have their own products, but a lot of them are freelancers in it, they're service based people say they're copywriters, Facebook advertisers, or, you know, they always work on a client on a per client basis. So let's just say their position is completely off, their customers don't know how to find them or how to hire them. And they're, they're more or less kind of like working just on referrals is kind of the idea. And the only reason I asked this is because I got an email about this two days ago and um, I haven't really responded back to my, this person yet because I was like, okay, there's several ways I can think about this. I was like, oh, have got Caleb <laughs> on Tuesday. I'll ask him. So yeah. well, I, uh,
1: I, I, I think the first thing you need to do is, you know, you, you need to, like if you're a copywriter, like, you know, I had a guy um, come to me, uh, I don't know, it was about a couple of years ago <clears throat> and you know, he was saying, "Hey, how do I get more clients as a copywriter? You know, very few people know me. Mm-hmm. How do I get out there? And uh, I'm probably not the best guy to ask like that type of question to. You know, just simply because I'm I'm not a freelance copywriter. I you know I, I, I don't you know I, I like I I I have my business and and when I was writing. Uh, a lot I was writing for myself and wasn't really looking for other clients, but certainly. So I, I have a perspective on this, um, that is from the opposite side of the fence. Um, copy is very like, uh, you know, copy is is not worth anything until it's profitable. And when you pay a copywriter, um, You're essentially gambling your money. And even the best guys, I can tell you from experience, even the best guys, like the very best, don't succeed all the time. And I've probably lost more money hiring copywriters and designing, you know, advertisements. I've probably lost more money doing that over the years than pretty much anything else. Nor would I have it any other way. I will continue to adopt. I will continue to hire the best guys and take losses here and there because, you know, the winners pay for the losers. But you are gambling when you hire a copywriter, and a copywriter should understand that. And one idea that I had for this person was, hey, you know what? Why don't you, like, create an advertisement for something and for whatever it is that you can possibly sell make it profitable and then sell it to someone you know like i this idea came from like a a guy who wanted to become a newspaper like wanted to write winning newspaper ads and was looking for clients and i said look it costs like two grand to go and test a newspaper ad why don't you just write an ad test it yourself and like make it a winner if it's not already a winner and then if it is a winner you can charge five times more for it than what you would charge if someone just hired you, and I can tell you what: if someone came to me and said, "Hey, I've got a winning newspaper ad. I tested it and it's profitable, and I want to sell it to you," I'd be thrilled. That's an instant income stream for me. That's an instant, you know, profit-generating, uh, you know, uh, campaign for me. So of course I'd be interested in paying it. Now it's not a, a risk. Now it's not a gamble. Now it's an investment. And I'll tell you what, from a business perspective, if if I knew that there was a person out there who was doing that, who had positioned himself or herself as someone that was not, selling, you know, copy, uh, but rather was selling winning campaigns, I would, I would, I would just buy every last campaign off that person. And that's an example of like how. As a copywriter, you can look around you, see what everybody else is doing, understand what it is that your target prospect really, really wants, and then finding a way in which you can give your prospect what he or she really wants, and in that manner, you can uniquely position yourself against the competition, and I don't know if that is a, a good example answer for you. but. I think that's the message. You know, if you're if you need to figure out if you're if you're not enjoying the success that you want, um, there can be many reasons for that, by the way, positioning might not be the only one. But if, if you if you're saying, hey, this person has a positioning problem, how do they go and solve that? Well, it's about becoming intimately familiar with like how everybody else who is successful is positioned. And then kind of like adopting the Halbert strategy, reverse engineering, why like their positionings and why they're successful, finding the weak areas, having a deep understanding of who your prospect is and what that person really, really, really wants. And if you have all of that information available to you, then, you know, you're 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 just one good idea away from finding the right positioning, which brings up a, a point there. And that is, I've always said it, and it's just entirely true, and it is a halbert strategy as well. Um, marketing and advertising and certainly positioning becomes surprisingly simple when you truly understand exactly what it is that your prospect wants. biggest problem in marketing and advertising is that people have no idea who they're talking to. Mm-hmm. And people who do think they have an idea of who, you know, do think they know who they're talking to are often wrong. Yep. So um, certainly positioning boils down to understanding what the competition is doing, how they're positioned, having a deep understanding of why their positioning is working, having a deep understanding of who your prospect is, what his or her wants, wishes, hopes, fears, and frustrations are. And uh, and if you have all of that information, you'll be a very deadly, effective marketer or advertiser in your in your space
0: that's incredible wow wow yeah no you hit the money right on the head there because far too few people actually even write down who their target audience is and really go through the entirety of go okay no that's so and so that's what i'm looking for to work with i mean if if there's anyone that's that I actually based my "quote unquote" avatar on, like the, the way that I did mine, was uh, was Frank Kern's Core Influence Program. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Oh, no, I haven't. He, it was, it was a talk he did for Rich Sheffron back in like 2008. It basically was just going through every question, as in, you know, what's your perfect day look like? So you get to know yourself, and then also doing the exact same process for um, for your actual ideal client. Like, what's their big pains, what are their good pleasures, what, what's everything they're looking for, putting it all together, and then writing for that person.
1: Yeah, and there's a great story on this topic, you know, from Halbert, and the story goes that there's a, you know, back in the, Indiana, a very beautiful girl, and she's at a, you know, she's just absolutely stunning, and, uh, All of the guys are trying to get with her, you know, so all of the guys, you know, the the first guy is, you know, he's tall, he's dark, he's handsome, you know, he's everything, you know, that most men would think a woman wants, but he goes up to her and she just blows him off. The next guy comes in the door and, you know, he's, he's a very smooth talker, very funny, very entertaining, again, you know, exactly what most men think women want, but she just kind of blows him off next guy comes in the door and he's got tons of money just got out of his ferrari and he's you know he's in his his gucci suit and he's got tons of money and he tries to get with this girl and she just blows him off so the next guy comes in and he's you know small you know short fat bald you know like everything that that you know women (laughs) men think women don't want and uh he just whispers something in her ear she lights up and the two of them link arms and leave the club together or the pub together and the one thing so the question is like hey what did he what did he say to her you know Uh to get her you know when he was obviously had so many things working against him and what he said was uh I've got cocaine. Wanna go party? <laughs> and <clears throat> that's a Halbert story. And the moral of the story is, you know, you don't need a lot of bells and whistles and flashy you know you know, flashiness and you know, you don't need an awful lot of things that most people think you need, and certainly the, the things that all the competition have. The only thing you really need is you need to know exactly what it is your prospect wants. And when you know exactly what it is your prospect wants, you don't need the bells, you don't need the whistles, you don't need all the the glitz and glamor. All you need to do is just give them exactly what it is they want and you'll seal the deal.
0: That makes complete sense, entirely. So we're coming up to my favorite part of my show Um, And it's quite something because you've like released so much incredible knowledge on the show. And thank you again for doing so and being so open about everything, including humoring my stupidity at times, which is lovely. Not
1: at all.
0: (laughs) Now, that being said, my favorite question to ask on my show is if you could could impart with three tips, whether this is a repetition of stuff that you've already said, but three tips someone could use starting today as in, hey, I'm going to write these down and get going with them. What three tips would you give? to this audience, who are mostly comprised, again, of business owners and entrepreneurs that are doing relatively well for themselves?
1: Um, look, you know, I think the, the secret to success, you know, or more success, or infinitely more success, uh, the secret to success, if you don't have success or the secret to infinitely more success, if you are already successful, um, is to specialize, commit, take action and never give up. It's it's those four things, you know, and, and everything that I do revolves around them, you know, um, I'm in I'm currently back like I go through cycles where you know my role changes because the company is growing so my role changes all the time and and you know where I am now I've had to specialize commit take action and never give up on 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 many levels across a wide variety of, of topics but currently you know I'm 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 specializing in productivity Mm-hmm. um and that's something that like i'm i'm completely breaking down my day my week and i'm i'm like eliminating so much uh wasteful activities and you know i'm 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 specializing in being a hell of a lot more productive so problem that most people have in business um and you know especially first time entrepreneurs are plagued with this stuff Is distraction and overwhelm yep you know if you're constantly or easily distracted uh, by this thing I think the other thing you can quickly become overwhelmed when you become overwhelmed you become paralyzed Um, most successful entrepreneurs are completely overwhelmed and massively distracted and, you know, most first-time entrepreneurs are completely overwhelmed and massively, distract- or massively distracted and completely overwhelmed. So, over, uh, you know, um, distraction and overwhelm is something that if you understand it, conquer it, become ruthless with what it is that you specialize in and what you focus on, your productivity will go through the roof. Your your accomplishments will skyrocket. The the speed at which you will achieve your goal will significantly be reduced. Um, so I, I that I mean that that's a whole hour long topic on specialized commit, take action, and never give up. That's a whole philosophy uh, for success. But that would be certainly you know one of them. Um, I think an awful lot. Uh, I think what I just mentioned there: surrounding yourself with people that are. That are smarter. It's it's better to pay. You know, like I, I work with some of the most elite copywriters in the world, and and they don't get it right every time. I lose money. Um, but you know, if you can find someone, like I have a guy who will be nameless, but I have a guy who I know that if I just keep giving him thirty thousand dollar payments I like I just I just keep giving him you know (laughs) I just keep giving him money I just keep giving him $30,000 payments and I know that he he's a he's a winner when you can find something like that and you should find people like that where if you can just give like like here's a big tip for success like what I'm saying is a big tip for success if you can find someone who has a batting average and a pretty darn good one then you just keep throwing him the ball, you know, keep giving the money, keep just like, you know, keep booking them out, keep giving them money. He will strike oil for you sooner rather than later. Um, So I think surrounding yourself with, with very, very intelligent, savvy people and finding like a, a key money earner in your business and then just locking them down, and, and just continue to to give them projects, and continue to 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 you know to pay them to produce for you. And it'll only be a matter of time with 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 someone like that. Uh, it'll only be a matter of time before they strike oil for you. Um, so I don't know. That that'd be number two. <laughs> number one, you know, specialized commit take action. <laughs> even that, that's a huge tactic, you know, I mean, it's a lot of the tactic, that that's it, that applies over to don't have the time to talk about out, but that, that, I think that's something. Remember to surround yourself with a lot of that to pay that person uh, to produce for you. And the third thing is is, um, I don't know, <laughs> so, many, uh, I can, so many potential things there. Well, uh, if I may, I'll throw
0: in the third one quite quickly. Uh, join multi-channel marketing on Facebook. Uh, there we go. Uh, good one. That's that, a good one. That, yeah. That's true though. I mean, you, that is fulfilling step number two. You're surrounding yourself with elite people literally by joining a group. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well to throw in a, like it, it it sounds like I'm 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 doing a little sales pitch here, but it is actually the truth. The group has some of the biggest industry leading experts in, in the game. The group has it, you know. And we do we're about to start doing uh, weekly interviews with just mega people, including, you know, I'm gonna have one with Brian Kurtz. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know Brian who Brian Kurtz is, well it's you really need nice to he's been, he's he's, been on the show. Is he? Wow. Brian is a, a,
0: he's a good friend as well. The show.
1: Yeah. Brian is an absolute rock star. So he's a friend and a mentor and, and, uh, you know, he's going to be on the show. We got just, just, just a a laundry list of the industry leading experts, Titans, traffic master, masters, email marketers, the whole lot. So it is a great going. It is currently a great resource. and going to be an even better one moving forward. So I think, uh, I think that's the scoop.
0: That's amazing. I Freaking love that. Um, guys, go check out everything Caleb was doing, please. For the love of God, for your business, follow, re-listen to this, and apply it because it will literally shift so much. And again, Caleb, I'd love to get you back on the show at some point so we can actually spend an hour discussing productivity and mindsets and stuff like that because i reckon you're someone that I could actually have on the show just i'd be like right go just go i'm not going to ask anything just go <laughs> it, was just really yeah. well, but, it would just really touch you share well it'd be
1: an honor to come back thank you very much adelaide it would be uh my my pleasure to come back again for sure to have you back on my friend
0: all right guys i'm going to sign off as always uh please make sure you subscribe review and of course comment and share on this uh on the show on the podcast if you have any questions write in um definitely go check out multi-channel marketing on facebook because it's an amazing group um you'll find me there obviously hey ho and yeah go do your stuff go go make money and remember focus more on making money than being famous because fame is fleeting money is blasting Go sort that shit out guys yeah. take care and kill. thanks again for being here my friend
1: thank you very much Adil i really appreciate it and it's uh, as i said an honor and a pleasure to be here so thank you for the opportunity my quest my friend thank you for taking the opportunity